to Jack Bros. Two Jack Bros. Welcome back to Two Jack Bros. And if it is your first time, welcome to you and thank you for giving us a shot. I am Sydney. I am sitting next to Ansley. Hello. And today our guest is none other than the Justin Lamar. How y'all doing? What's going on, Justin? I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a couple things that people can check you out on. Absolutely. This is my opportunity. This is my opportunity. We talked about this yeah. right before the, we went live. Um, yes, you can find me at justinlamar.com. I'm Justin Lamar across all platforms. That's YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. Um, there's a 41 after You be doing name. dances? I don't do no dances, <laughs> but, okay. I do, but I do a couple of silly videos. I upload some stand-up. All right, nice. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you can see me this weekend at Punchline, 7 o'clock, at the Laugh Therapy Tour with Chanel Renee, yeah. Marshall Brandon, some other great comics, OC Diesel, um, T Macaroni. I'm just going to shout out everybody on the flyer that I can remember right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not on that flyer, but I'm a special guest. <laughs> like, but, uh, but it's going to be fun, though. That's going to be a fun time. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, you also have a comedy club. Yes. Thank you for (laughs) (laughs) saying that. The Just Enjoy Comedy Club. Um, We are at Studio 7200 there every month. This show, this, this show is going to be the 30th, July 30th. So. Hell yeah. Get at me for that. Get at him. Right? Justin. So, real quick. Justin. Yes. Do you know what we do on this podcast? Ask questions. Have conversations. I watched the Drew Montana, Montana okay. episode. I was yeah, I was very entertained. Yeah. All right, gotcha. Right. So the the premise of this podcast is to prove that you can have a dark sense of humor, just a regular, just a good sense of humor. You can be you can be about having fun mm-hmm. and still reach a higher consciousness or enlightenment, however you like to clarify it. Um, so what we do is we take our guest, who today is you, Justin Lamar, through the process of enlightenment, so that our listeners. And Ansley and I can laugh our way to a higher consciousness while you do all the hard work. Wow. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the part. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. I don't get to have no fun in here. You can have fun. All We're right. all going to have a I want to laugh my way yeah, to a higher consciousness. Yeah, you can laugh too. You can laugh too, but you also like got to gotta answer the questions. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's what I'm here so, for. So uh, everybody gets the same questions. And uh, you ready? I am. Okay. Uh, Ansley, let's get it. All right, so Justin, what situation or event did you learn the most information from? Oh, damn, I do remember this question. Oof, this one hurts. Uh, what situation or event did I learn the most from? Having children. <clears throat> okay. I think I learned the most from that situation or event. Would you like to know why? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's just like, correct. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll just take a couple things that happened in that time. Um, yeah. Well, actually, before you answer that question, yeah. what was your life like before having kids? Selfish. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't mind, like what, what ways was that selfishness being expressed the most? Um. Netflix binge days with nothing accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just day of sloth is what we call Sunday. I didn't even yeah. praise the Lord on Sundays. I just, <laughs> I just, you know what I mean? Whatever felt good to me, that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You were just it's living a life way. of hedonistic pleasure. Yes. <laughs> yes. So is what mostly felt good to you Netflix or were there other vices? Oh, there was other vices yeah. besides Netflix. What were your top, what, 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 how many do you want to know? Two or three? What were your top three vices? <laughs> uh, let's say on a Sunday. No, but yeah, I'm trying to think about a schedule back then with my Sunday vices. <laughs> yeah, let's do Sunday vices. <laughs> I was, I was recovering from some shit on on some Sunday that I did on Saturday, right? <laughs> okay. So, you know, I would get high on Sunday, which I still do on the Sunday now. I just make sure that the babies is fed first. Yeah. Or somebody's feeding the babies. Um, Probably sex or masturbation at some point. Okay, of course. Day. And, um, yeah, eating. That was good. You know, or ordering, like, not, you know, waking, like, sleeping until 11. Yeah. You know what I mean? That type of shit. 
I'm not gonna lie to you, Justin. It just sounds like a stun day to me. I don't know. These are your vices. It was, <laughs> yeah, like, what is your life like simple, now that those were your vices? I'm a simple vice type of guy. I can't. We don't That's chill right. on Sundays. So you no indul- you're indulging in these things uh, like excessively. Like so, you're eating a lot of food. You're smoking a lot of weed as much as I wanted to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. You are a man that was doing whatever he wanted. Especially on Sunday. Yeah, and you know, every Sunday wasn't the same, you know, but they mostly were, though. You yeah. know what I mean? There could be different vices. Did you want to hear me say I was doing crack cocaine on Sundays? That's I would more not of a, like to hear that. That's more of a Friday <laughs> I mean, type of... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it's like a, earlier yeah, in the week. You can't walk like sun, that on, on Sunday. Sunday? <laughs> Not on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be telling people you do crack on Sundays, dog. Not on this podcast. <laughs> Not what we do here, Justin. <laughs> I'm trying to get you with a gotcha moment. You act like my vices wasn't vicey enough. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess like I, I don't know. It's, well, there's one thing doing all those things like all day whenever you want. It's another thing when you're like stealing 30 minutes and like, yeah. you know, hiding the sweets that you are like, I can eat these. You you can't eat these. Yeah. Like yeah. going outside around the corner to smoke your weed or whatever. Right. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. I got to. Okay. So now so, so you're you're living you're living a life of just like whatever impulse struck you, you indulge it. Just whatever you want to do. I'd, I'd say I'd say so within the parameters of. The, the particular relationship that I was like involved economics, in. Like economics, height. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah those types of I can things. only reach so much shit, though. Yeah, but yeah, yeah if yeah. I want to grab it, I grab it. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. just doing what I wanted to. All right, so then you have a kid. <clears throat> yes, I have a kid. And, and um, there's a couple of things I learned from having a kid. Uh, I would never look at sex again the same after that. It's a trap. After, Don't do it. <laughs> I tried to look away, and I knew because yeah. I had, you know, I'm, I'm a like guy that likes to do his research before he goes into a situation. So I suppose. Wait, to. so you didn't know sex made babies? <laughs> <laughs> the way that the baby came out was the more of the surprise. And yeah. I, it was just, you know, I realized that what I had been looking at the vagina to do for so many years was the most minimal purpose. Of what the vagina could actually do, like it slid out a whole human, and then it looked at me. You, you were, and then I had that skin to skin contact. You, you were yeah. about. You'd only been using it for Sunday vices. Sunday vices, just <laughs> Sunday vices, just putting my face in it, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I learned, so shortly after I had that child, we went through that. You know, I almost passed out, but I held myself up. I was strong. Jesus was with me that day. Yeah. And it's a gross experience. It's disgusting. It's it is. And yeah. um I learned that people are, are liars. And here's when I knew that people were liars. I the, the research that I did, I had heard men always not even just men, but I heard people say, you know, it's love at first sight when you see your baby bullshit. Mm-hmm. No it ain't. <laughs> You're slimy. No, it's like why is the head shaped like that? <laughs> yeah. Uh are you are you are they supposed to get as many needles this fast? Yeah, all like, these que- like it's not it's questions. I, I that felt first the, the I have to protect this. Yeah, this thing that just came out of my wife. <laughs> that's now my daughter. Oh, you, you feel obligated, but we definitely got to go over a couple questions. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, I I just thought that was best, and I and I'm a lovey type guy. Like I am a like I would consider myself an emotional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like I'm, I'm in touch with that. It wasn't love at first sight. So, so what did you feel? Scared. Like, okay. like, damn, I'm responsible for this now. This is not no egg that, you know, high yeah. school used to give you in high school, you know, tell you protect it for a week. You know what I'm saying? This is real. Mm-hmm. So, like, having to make the decision with the first shot, I was like, oh, shit, like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I also learned that money over everything. Because within 30 minutes of me having my child, somebody came into the room and asked me to pay for the child already. That we yeah. had, even had. I was like, and I was just so out of it. I just gave the MX up, yeah, and did it. Like I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even think of like there was anything wrong with that. And I did later find out that 
it was money over everything. Like they shouldn't have came in the room and asked no. two brand new parents nah. to pay. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, did you have your baby at like a TGI Friday <laughs> <the other> night <laughs> when they were trying to close? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's like they're about to close on the hospital and they had yeah. to close yeah. on my tab. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> I know they ain't going to tip. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And the last thing, the thing I'm I'm not proud to say this, <laughs> but it's but it's true. It's just like I um when we first got to the my wife was in labor for approximately 17 hours, mm-hmm. and uh, so we got there like two in the morning. She didn't have it till seven at night, and uh, I'm not sure if that equates to 13. So don't judge me if I'm stupid. Yeah, we don't we don't, we don't do math. On good, this good, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when we first got intake, this was I think this was pre-COVID because the it. Was it pre-COVID? No, it was pre-COVID. But they, the 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 girl was still masked up that helped us out. I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And when we had the baby, there was a whole bunch of women that came in, like I, a bunch of women. And one in particular was like gorgeous, and like that was like the only thing that distracted me from like the, the massacre that was my wife was going through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, of all times to be looking at other women, this is not the time. And I realized I'm like. I would have lost the, the dog. The dog is. is up. That's why I knew like the dog would never leave me. I'm like, oh my god, I'm such a dog. Yeah. Because I'm like, why am why am I even looking at her like this way? And she's like, you remember me, right? And I was like, no, I don't remember you I at never all. Met you before, honey, I never met her before. <laughs> <laughs> I right? I was like, I don't, I don't know you. <laughs> she's like, I know. I was the nurse that took you in this morning, but she was like masked up. Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize like she had a whole transformation. I'm like, oh my yeah, god, she's beautiful. But yeah, yeah. Three things I learned. Okay. Like, I took a lot of information. Yeah, yeah. From that so, situation. if you had to to sum up the inf- the information you got from the experience of having a child in like a sentence, like how would you sum it up? If I had to sum up the information, yeah, like like all the inf- like all that information that you got from the experience of having a child, how would you just like button that up in a nice little plot line? Think before you bust. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. I do, honestly. You think? You do. Yeah, I think. I'm thinking, I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I do think. Uh, <laughs> I'm seeing black and white. That was so funny. I don't know. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. <laughs> So, okay, so that was, uh, thank you for answering that. Yeah. Now, that from here difficult. on out, what we're going to do is uh, each question is going to be associated with opening up a chakra. We start with the bottom chakra, the root chakra, which is located in the butthole. <laughs> this is where <laughs> okay. it is. We didn't put it there. Okay. You okay with that? Wait, I missed this. Nobody I touches your butthole. I, I Nobody touches you. your okay. butthole. All right. Right? But that's where the chakra All right, cool. we can is talk located. About All right. right? It might tingle. We can't promise. Yes. Or worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to tell us either, but if it does, it okay. does. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm open, so I'll tell you All if right. I'm feeling yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. All, right, All right. Justin, how did you learn to overcome fear? Ooh. How did I learn to overcome fear? Uh, Will Smith. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 this is going to sound stupid as fuck. <laughs> You know what? It probably won't. <laughs> Believe it or not, we might have been down this road before. But yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Um, I'm just going to use it with, with like my, my, my start of comedy. Like I, I was post-college. I was a graduate and um, I was looking for, <laughs> this is not funny. I was looking for a direction to go in my life. And I, come, I came across a Will Smith video where he was saying like, how he learned to overcome fear. And oh, he okay. Said, he said that uh, every time he felt fear, he decided he was going to attack that thing. So even though I had overcome fear other times in my life to get to that point, I think that was that was like a key lock moment mm. listening to him say, attack everything you're scared of. Okay. So what were you doing before then? Like how were you handling your fear before Just that moment? Just being a bitch. Okay. Avoiding it. Um, I can't. I, I don't remember. Like I'm definitely fearful of things, mm-hmm. but I don't remember fearing anything in a long time. Like without knowing that this fear is just what it is. It's just fear. Mm-hmm. Like 
nine times out of ten, unless I'm going to run into oncoming traffic or or go swim in fire, like the thing is not going to hurt me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's the idea of what's going to happen that's hurting me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you remember a time in your life when you were the most scared and it could go all the way back to childhood? Yeah, man, it was pretty scary knowing you fucked up and your parents was coming home to whip that ass. That was a Yeah. That's to go sit on the toilet for an hour and a half to try to avoid that. Like, mom, my stomach still hurts. <laughs> 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 I, I, I understand you want to beat me, but my stomach still hurts. <laughs> yeah, that's a real fear. Doing homework as a little black kid yeah. in my household was scary as shit. Because okay. you got to think and dodge. Yeah. <laughs> dodge and think. So what was like, what was, uh, can you remember a specific time where you were, like this one time you were waiting to get this beating, you were waiting for the, to come home and get dealt with? Well, I can, I still remember with the porcelain felt on my butt cheeks in, in fifth grade after my student uh, parent or my parent, parent teacher conference. And, yeah. And then they told, they told, my two teacher told my father that I was a chatterbug, a social butterfly. Yeah. And he didn't see that as a positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. First of all, my son is gay. We'll deal with that. I'd be calling him butterfly anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's probably why he was really pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went and saw his teacher talking about all this butterfly shit. <laughs> hey, boy, you, I'm coming home and whoop your ass, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was... That was uh, I do remember that. I remember sitting on there. Like, that was probably the longest I ever sat in the toilet without taking a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you you didn't get pulled out of the bathroom? Like, dude, come out of the bathroom. Let's get this. I knew that if I had stayed, I knew I was going to get pulled out eventually. So then I had to face fear. Bro. Yeah, I yeah. I unlocked the door, went out there, <laughs> took yeah. my ass off, and, and I lived to, to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> on your podcast. So, Thanks, Dad. Yeah, yeah. Shout out, Dad. <laughs> So, do you remember the first thing you attacked after Will Smith told you to stop being a bitch? It was stand-up comedy. Yeah? Yeah, it was, um, I had went to an open mic that I actually seen Shane Gillis on, uh, out in Lancaster, and, you know, I, I watched two times, and maybe I saw his video after the second time, I was like, okay, I'm scared of this, I need to, mm-hmm. I need to do it. That's what's up. All right. Nice. All right, we consider that a fear chakra unlocked. Yes. Yeah. All right, Ansley, keep my butthole didn't tingle. Though. I'm kind of disappointed. We'll see. <laughs> there's time. <laughs> <laughs> unless, I mean, unless unless there's a, you know, a more specific fear that you are not talking about. I'm scared of birds, and I still ain't got over that yet. Yeah, there's a lot it. of black people who are scared of birds. I don't. Oh, I'm trying birds. to talk oh, about yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, especially like the closer you live to a city. Yeah. For some reason, the more you're afraid of birds and the black birds. Yeah. Because these, these Philly black pigeons yeah, is pigeons. disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nah, seriously, like Philly pigeons, like like Kensington crackheads. Yeah, they're like, gonna like claw your eyes. They just out, always like, on some shit. That, like yeah. yeah. That was what no that literally. Like I saw a. I saw a a pigeon when I was like three years old, and I've been scared of the. Birds all together till I'm like 34. Hmm. To this day, is that why you took us to Hawk Mountain? You were like, I'm facing the spirit. <laughs> yeah, 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 what? Yeah. So you I faced just... a bird? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like nature. I mess with nature. A little I fuck bit. with nature too, a little bit. But if we talking birds, yeah, we we like to go to Hawk Mountain, and when you hike up to the top of Hawk Mountain, you're up there, and the hawks are flying at like eye level. Fuck that, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They look like they could swoop down and take a toddler, too. They're big fucking hawks. I mean, they don't mess with you? Like, obviously, you don't. If I don't like, know. They might be eyeing you up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't no. stay long enough for them to enact their plans, but. <laughs> <laughs> we got here. Let's go down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just no, hold on to that. a rock the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah. So you hold on to your toddlers as, as, as you're. No, you I let, I let them, yeah, tight, I let them live. Trust birds. Well, they need to learn, too. If something swoops down on you, you got to figure that out. You know? Just throw them in the pool, man. Let them learn that. For it. Look, uh, not yeah, hawks. That's, I can't do it. We throw them into a pool of hawks, dog. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, a, it's, you know, it is what it is, right? They're, 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 you know, we live in a, we, like, where we live, you live as well in Pennsylvania. There are a lot of predatory, predatory birds. 
For so sure. it's like you can't. I don't want to have to go inside every time I see the shadow of a fucking hawk above me. I ain't that. I ain't on that type of shit. I know people like that. I know people like that. Like I'm there's nervous, like a hawk though. swooping around. It's like, all right, we're going to go inside and see that thing around there anymore. <laughs> cool, shut it down. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we'll consider that a fear chakra unlocked. And yes. let's keep it moving. All right, Justin, the next one is a segment we like to call My Bad. It's all an right. opportunity for you to apologize to a person, place, or thing in order to set your karma back to neutral. Ooh. My bad. Damn. I want to apologize to a person, a place, or a thing. Yeah, basically any noun. <laughs> to set my karma back to neutral. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I feel bad. Um, I don't know. No, I don't think about people. Right? I got some people I, I probably could apologize to. Probably could, probably could, but I don't. I don't really want to, hmm. especially publicly. I ain't gonna get on no no playtime. Like, I'm cool with apologizing to people in person. Like if I fuck up, like my bad, bro. Yeah, I'm cool with that. But a place is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like if I took a pee somewhere I wasn't supposed to take a pee. Mm-hmm. Like is that is that where your head is going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where do you be peeing, Justin? Um, <laughs> truthfully, I like to go out right in my backyard and take a piss, just because it's my earth. My wife hates it. She was like, why would you do that? I was like, because it's mine. Like, yeah. if, the, if the rabbits and squirrels can piss back here, I'm going to do the same thing. I know the logic ain't your logic. Maybe more My, uh, our son had that same logic when he was like four. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, he's reached his level of enlightenment. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we are at the same place. We, we used our backyard to potty train our son. That's dope. My son yeah. was walking around butt naked. Just this weekend, in, in yeah. the we didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I said I used my backyard to potty train my son. I mean, but he was potty training. I should have yeah, added yeah. that. He was potty training, so no diaper for a weekend. Nice. Um, maybe I should apologize to the backyard, though. My backyard, because that is my property and my neighbors, any potential neighbors, because I don't really like live in like a really private area, which, okay. which makes it a little bit probably more crazy. Yeah. So, so you want to apologize potentially to your neighbors who could potentially have to deal with it and whatever consequence they have yeah to the backyard the earth in and of itself to the earth that i but not to your wife who hates it <laughs> <laughs> i'm just checking I just, i'm just like i'm just making sure hey, I, maybe, I, you know i'm gonna say it right here i'm sorry <laughs> that for the first couple months of living in our house I, I skipped by the bathroom to go to the backyard. I apologize. <laughs> you walked you know, fast. That was for him. But when I get something in my head, I almost got to do it. <laughs> okay. I almost got to do it. That's a good We got there. Yeah. yeah it's a good there. apology. You almost skipped right by the wife to do that apology. <laughs> <laughs> the earth. <Yeah. laughs> the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we'll consider that a pelvis chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Right, this is Wonderful. easy. Yeah, it right? is yeah. easy, right? Yeah. Um, Ansley, let's keep it moving. All right, we're at the gut chakra now. So, Justin, how do you move past disappointment, whether it's in yourself or in others? Lord, still learning. Um, how do I move past disappointment? I I think you got to work your way past disappointment. Um. I'm still disappointed I'm not in the NBA. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I could do to not think about being in the NBA is work on something else, i.e. stand-up comedy, yeah. i.e. music at times, i.e. barbering. I've, I'm, I'm like a, almost a jack-of-all-trades. I do a lot. But I, I honestly think that if you are disappointed about something, which I've been disappointed about things recently – I I figured putting my focus somewhere productive mm-hmm. is the best way that I can get to pass well get past disappointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz that's the destination. I guess I always like to ask this question. This is a, a common follow-up to this uh section which is uh if you've done any sports or performance arts, you know, as a youth up until this point, like before comedy, mm-hmm. like any one specific disappointment that still haunts you? Yeah, for sure. Many. Um, but I'll say my last college game because that was my last opportunity to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, you know, I always think about what I could have did better, not just in that game, but before that game to be ready for that game. Yeah. Because if I would have been better before that game, I'd have been ready, uh, obviously, to get my best that game and then the following game and yeah, so yeah, on yeah. and so forth. So, I mean, was your was your last game a, a comparatively to the rest of your year, was it a, a worse game? It wasn't a worse game. It was just my last game. Mm-hmm. Was it a playoff game? It was a playoff game. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was my last game. And um, it, it's weird. Like, I had given so much of my life to basketball from from the time that I could dribble, let's say, four or five, to the time I was 24, 25. So I was just actually thinking about this day. I was telling my, my friend, like – like you guys are familiar with Kobe Bryant, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And Mamba mentality. Mm-hmm. Mamba, Mamba mentality is bullshit when you five eleven with moderate to decent athleticism. I don't care how hard you work. Like I was like having this like the debate with myself. Like if I did have Mamba mentality, would I have been in X, Y, or Z situation? And ultimately, no. Because people forget hmm. that Kobe Bryant's dad was Joe Jellybean Bryant. That is true. This motherfucker had the genetics. He had genetics. To go. He had extreme. I'm not going to discount his work that work ethic. He was mm-hmm. absolutely a phenomenally motivated person. You know what I mean? He was he was super motivated, but he was also 6'6 and could jump out the gym. I don't care how, how much I love basketball. I was not going to be yeah. jumping out the gym like that. You know what I mean? I don't even know. I feel like we got lost. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel like we're off. I, I don't know. Where, where, where you are. <laughs> we are where you are. How do, how do you feel about the fact that you just said that, I guess, is, is what I'm... Because that's what that's we're sitting in right now. Yeah. You, it feels like um, you just said a thing, and now you're processing the thing you said. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I, I feel like that's partially happening because of the maybe reaction or lack of reaction you're getting from us as you're saying it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll, I'll say, because we were both uh, af- athletes, right. college athletes and stuff, and Ansley competes as an athlete now, mm-hmm. right? So we had kind of an opportunity almost, you know, because we met when we were, like, pretty good and, like, could have been better if we would have, like, implemented better uh, tactics of, like, recovery and, you know, just more Mamba mentality, right? right? So then we had an opportunity later in life, like after a big gap between that college athletic mm-hmm. experience and now adults in our 40s mm-hmm. and Ansley's out there winning championships and shit. It's crazy. You That's know what I mean? Mad respect, by the way. Cause I know Thank you. you. Yeah. So it's hard. It would be hard to convince myself that if I would have applied the same mentality back then, I wouldn't have. Or even Anthony, like yeah. we, we wouldn't have been better. Do you know what I mean? Because See, I'm, I cut you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I believe that the resources that you and Ansley had was not what, or, or I'll put us all in the same category. Let's assume we're in the same category. Mm-hmm. Where your 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 dad was in West Point, right? Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Your mom or dad was not a professional athlete, right? Yeah, but my dad was like a Golden Gloves boxer. My mom was a state champion in the hundred. Like I, right, so I, had, I have, I have genetics. All right, yeah, so you yeah. got genetics, but but <laughs> also the knowledge and resources to to know. Like like as good as I was at basketball, and I was very good. Mm-hmm. My father never let me believe that I was going to be a professional basketball player because he was not a professional basketball player. Even though with the quote unquote mom mentality. I very well could have played professional basketball. And I, and I did end up playing some professional basketball. I got paid to play. Mm-hmm. But it was only a, it was with a, a belief system of only believing I can a, achieve certain things. Mm-hmm. Whereas when Kobe was born, he knew he was going to the NBA by the age of three. Like, like maybe the skill hadn't caught up to the, um, the confidence, mm-hmm. but eventually it did. Well, see, now, so, okay, so that's where I think uh, the disconnect is because the mama mentality, the purpose of it is to break through all ceilings. It's it's to make an effort, to make a daily consistent effort in a way where you're 
the effort you make and the results that you get erode your sense of limitations. But do you think that Kobe would have developed his Mamba in mentality? My body? What, well, in, in my body? No, I was, I was going to say without the coaching that he got from his dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know when you, I didn't, I didn't know about Kobe's work ethic and the Mamba mentality back in college. Like that just wasn't on my He radar. didn't make it up though. I'm going to say that too. I'm right. Saying. So like, like, so like he had, so I'm like agreeing with both of you guys yeah. saying that, like, I don't think that there's, there's that limitations should be put on a person, but I also think that maybe he was able to develop his mindset and his work ethic and the where he got to because he had those resources when he was young like he didn't like you're saying he didn't make up the mamba mentality you know but he had that instilled into him when he was a very young child agreed yeah yeah no no doubt like he definitely grew up with basketball in a way that allowed him at 17 to be doing interviews where like, well, my philosophy on basketball is this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you <have> a philosophy? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, he was like, he was classically trained in basketball. Right. Like, if Kobe had, if, if Kobe, like, we did some Space Jam shit and Kobe put his mind, spirit into my body, yeah, I play. I probably would have played Division One and uh, some professional basketball, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have been leading the Lakers to no championships. Well, neither did LeBron this year. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! You know? Yeah. All right. Been doing that. That's fair. Right. Yeah. So, um, thank you for sharing that. First LeBron. of all, yes. you know, um, I, I know how because like it took so long to uh, reconcile the choices that I made with my athletic career that led me to the, res- to the final results that I ended up with. How long? Cause I've wondered this. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's so hard to let go of some shit. Well, it, it was, I mean, I got a little too, uh, I got a little too into my Sunday vices <laughs> every day of the week, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I wasn't, I wasn't applying myself the way that I should have been, you know? And it's like, I made those choices, you know. So, uh, man, it's. Uh, I think. I think probably when, um, probably when we had Finn, yeah, you know, and it was just like uh, realizing that again. A lot of the reasons that I was making the choices that I was making was probably because of the upbringing that I had. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, well, I have an opportunity to give my son a different type of um, backbone. I guess to get a different type of like uh, ground floor that I had, mm-hmm. and like. Hopefully he can make cho- better choices right. or choices that he's more comfortable with mm-hmm. by the time he has his first kid. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, other than that, I, it's like, I mean, there's nothing I'm going to do. I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to like go back and use my last year of eligibility for track. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just have to move on and I love comedy and I, I, I love my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there's no alternative life that I th- think about being able to have where I'm like, I'd sacrifice that for everything that I have right now. Yeah, that's the funny part because I think I love my life too. Like mm-hmm. I can I can genu- genuinely say that I love my life too and every decision I made led me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with Finn today because he was complaining about going to do Muay Thai and I was like, I would give up like, I wish I could go do Muay Thai all day instead of going to a job during mm-hmm. the, he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, you don't get it. Like, you don't really, like, I don't, I didn't realize with the end of college that it was like, like sports weren't just going to be an everyday thing yeah. moving forward. Like I didn't, like that didn't hit me till after I left. Yeah. That, I guess that's what the, that's what the hard thing to deal with was like sports are over. Right. You know, and like everything about me up until this point, as far as my identity was concerned, revolved around sports in one way or another. Like I ate the way I ate because of sports and I right. slept the way I slept because of sports. Right. You know, I did that. Like there was everything that I did revolved around me conditioning my mind to be an athlete. Absolutely. You know? And I hate when I, like I've worked in corporate America for several years and I hate when they try to compare the, the quarterly numbers to, uh-huh. <laughs> to yeah. the game. I'm like, eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? They ain't the same. Yeah. You have that mama mentality. I heard it. I had yeah. a manager tell me that shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll consider that. That's a gut chakra unlocked. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, Ansley, keep it moving. So, Justin, what have you learned from grief? This is the heart chakra. 
I've learned that I don't know. I feel like that this may sound weird, but I feel like I don't. I can't handle what I think I can handle. Mm. Okay, please explain. Without getting too deep into it, but I, like basically, I experienced grief, and um, I I knew that the grief was possible, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, it'll come. I've I've had grief before. I'll handle it. And then a grief came, and then like I, I realized, I was like, "Damn!" Like, like it, like it exposes all the insecurities in me, mm-hmm. all of the, um, the jealousy in me, all mm-hmm. of the, like all the shortcomings that that grief, that you do to cover up grief, come to the surface. Yeah. So, I think when you're when you're sad, it's sad a cousin of grief. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. Like you. Um, you start to dive into things that make you comfortable but aren't really good for you. You know what I'm saying? To avoid grief or to avoid facing grief head up. Yeah. So I think, I, I mean, that's my answer, really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it is, it is really interesting. I mean, because you are very raw in, yeah. a, in, a, in, a, in a genuine moment of grief. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Raw. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like you can, you can kind of like when we when we move through our everyday, we got the armor on. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody cuts you off in track and calls you an asshole. It doesn't hurt your feelings. You, mm-hmm. you get it. You got your armor on. Yeah. Uh, slick comments with with the wife and the husband. Like yeah, mm-hmm. most time you got your armor on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like when you're when you're hurt and like you you feel everything. Like no armor. Like yeah, you yeah. feel everything and then. I think that helps you, like, at least personally, I think it helped me to appreciate other people, too. Mm Because, like, you did have to face your, like, like, I don't think I can do this right now. You know, and, like, Mm -hmm. and other people in your life that, you know, came and took care of different things. And, like, you can look at it and be like, thank goodness that, like, they're there for me. Because I don't think I would have got through that, you know? Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, um, I was actually there with a, it's funny, I was. A friend, I had a friend of mine go through uh, like a period of year of grief, and just because we were friends and like I care about people, I, I was there for him. And then I went through a similar grief, and then like he was there for me. So it's like I, we, I got we got to have different appreciation for each other in different times. Yeah. So that was, it was it was, it was like almost like kind of a spiritual experience to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know I was gonna go through this shit. Yeah, he didn't know he's gonna go through this shit. It just happened one day, and then immediately, like I said, you're raw. You're walking around raw every day. Yeah, and I like it's like it was when I went through my grief. I started thinking about what he was going through at that time because yeah. I didn't feel it. I just yeah. knew my role as a friend was to pick you up. Yeah, help yeah. you not think about it, give you a perspective that. Now, you know, when you when you were going through the grief, yeah, and you were experiencing it now, and you had just helped your friend get through things were there moments where you're like fuck man I shouldn't have said what I said when I said that that one time or you or you were like when you were like when you were looking back at like what was happening actually experiencing it when you were grading yourself about how you were for him what was your grade I handled him pretty well yeah like I was I was the shit as a friend if I do say so myself yeah but there's definitely times where I've been in the shoes of someone else that was going through grief. Like now I'm wearing those shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not get it at all. <laughs> right. And now I do get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, no, I've been, no, nah, yeah, I've, I've, I'm, I've worn a lot of different shoes. Yeah. Yeah, Anthony, black people always have a lot of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you <guys> like shoes. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I know you don't want to get too deep into it. So, usually I would ask a person, uh, is there a grief experience that you would like to share where you learned that situation from? But it seems like you... Uh, I mean, I can share some grief experiences. Which yeah. I, I can share grief I'm already done with. Uh, or... Or, or, or uh, well, I mean, typically, like, typically the, the, the thing... Uh, so when we ask that follow-up question, is to get the uh, the grief associated with that uh, that particular understanding. Yeah, 
with like like learning that grief puts you in this state of, of rawness. Uh, so we would typically ask about that specific grief. But if, yeah. if that specific grief is something that you yeah, rather not talk about. Yeah, we can't talk about, about that grief yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One day we're going to talk about that yeah. grief. We'll yeah, 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 that grief yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in great detail. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for what you already did share, though, thank you and we appreciate mm-hmm. that. Appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, Ansley, keep it moving. All right. Uh, this is the throat chakra. So, Justin, what is a favorite lie that you have told or you get extra karmic points if it's still in rotation? What's a lie? A favorite lie. A favorite of yours. lie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I've told? Yes. But if, if it's still in rotation, then I yeah. can't lie about it no more, right? I mean, you can live your life however you want to live your life. <laughs> <laughs> we don't micromanage what people do after they leave Damn. this room. <laughs> It's not like I'm going to call you out. Dude, I, I will never call you out. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I like Hennessy? I don't know. I hate it. <laughs> like, black people love Hennessy. And typically, when you go to black functions, it's like, oh, yeah, the Henny got the Henny. And, like, I'd be acting happy, but I'm not. Because <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. Fair. And I don't know why people drink that shit. Do you feel pressured to do so? That, not anymore, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm very comfortable with, with ordering my Long Island which I heard makes me an asshole. I heard <laughs> assholes drink on Long Island. I heard a comedian say that and it's really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I take a sweet drink and be cool. Okay. And you can't really drink sweet drinks around white people because they think you're a pussy. Is that true, Ansley? I look directly at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think you should drink what you like. I don't, I don't cool. know. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not, but I, I would get made fun of for my drink choices. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's a social situation. People judge what you drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. When was the last time you felt like you had to lie about whether or not you like Tennessee? Oh, it's been a long time. I've kept myself away from the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> the Henny crowds. I'm good. Yeah. I'm straight. Yeah. Henny and bullets come together. That is also true. You know what I'm saying? So you okay. Gotta, you gotta be so, but so you, you still consider that the lie that you wanted to get off your chest? Yeah. <laughs> That's the best one I can think of right now. That's the best lie you can think of, Justin? Yeah, what is your favorite lie? Oh man, I've given so many examples. Because <laughs> I feel like if you maybe you could, maybe you'll say something. I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have to think of a recent lie. Uh, Favorite lie. Goodness gracious! Mm. I know we've been doing this, this. This. I try not to lie. I'm sorry though. Yeah, everybody says that. That try. They try not to lie. Yeah, everybody tries not to lie. Like, if, if I'd be lying if I tell you I don't lie. What are you trying to do now? <laughs> what is happening here? I would be lying if I tell you I don't lie, but I'm saying I'm saying I make a conscious effort to not tell lies. Yeah, but it happens. For right? sure. And you don't want it to happen, but it definitely happens. Yeah, you're right. You know? you're right. And sometimes it's more convenient to tell a particular lie than it is. Like, okay, so here's here's a lie. Um, for the most part, everybody that asks to do the podcast, like I definitely want to have them on. Mm-hmm. But every now and again, somebody will ask to do the podcast where it's like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That is not not in a million years. Yeah, I will never happen. bring you here. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. get to you. I'll get around to you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Right. It's like, yeah, sometimes, dude, sometimes I get worried. It, it makes me worry that like people think I'm doing that to them. You know what I mean? Like people sometimes I get worried that people think that I'm putting them off yeah. by saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to you. Yeah. But that's really the answer right. for when it's the truth. Right. It's, I will get to you. Like, I typically try to do, you know, we get scheduled up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But every now and again, I look straight in the person's face and say, we'll get to you. My wife will never see your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, so. I, I get that. I, I, I mean, I guess on, on that same hue, the how you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Because that's bullshit, right? Because yeah. a lot of times we're not all right. But you don't want you don't really care how I'm doing. It's just polite for you to say, How you doing? Yeah. That's what, I'm doing good. How are you? That's how that interaction is supposed to go. <laughs> 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 you know, you're not supposed to be like, whoa, whoa, the fucking lights fucked up. You know, you know what I mean? You're not supposed to say that. You know, so that's one of my favorite lies and I'm gonna keep in rotation. Yeah. Am I <laughs> am I good? Yeah. Next time you tell me I'm is that dark? Is that dark enough? Are you alright? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear Justin telling everybody he yeah, I ain't. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's like especially how we have to deal with people on a regular basis and right. we're dealing with people in comedy, we kinda gotta keep everything light. 
you know, because you don't yeah. want to be considered like the doctor, like person that brings everything down, mm-hmm. but not answering how you doing correctly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people don't even want to approach you enough to say how you doing. Comedy is tough road, tough road ahead of you. But you know, you'll find a stranger every once in a while that you could use as a therapist. Yeah, but that person is a loser. <laughs> You're right. That person, <laughs> you don't you don't want to deal with that person in any other context. But losers <laughs> gotta win sometimes. Yeah, losers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you dumping their shit on you is a win for them. You're welcome, losers. <laughs> you get to deal with my real life. All the losers I've told my personal life. I'm sorry. Yeah. I do not agree. Like people are listening to say, I thought we were just getting to know each other. Yeah. God damn, Justin. <laughs> All right. Throat chakra Ready? unlocked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that is throat chakra unlocked. All right. We're at the third eye now. So we're out of the physical chakras into the metaphysical. Oh, yep. shit. This might be All right. Dope. So what is something that you've always thought of as separate, but as you've grown, you've learned that it's really the same? Something that I've always thought is separate, but I found out was the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People. How do you mean so? Well, now more than ever, we are divided we live in the divided states of America, so everybody's going to their corner. You know, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-choice, I'm pro-police, I'm pro-people. I don't know what the opposite is. <laughs> 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 but, um, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think we're all just protecting our own territories and our right to exist in our in our um, identities. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I see... I see people of different skin colors or religions making the same decisions and, and fighting the same fights that other people are fighting, but you know, everybody's color is different or their mascot is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, they could like somebody, if there's like somebody on one side of the, the picket line that's pro-life and the other side of the picket line that's pro-choice, right. they can look at each other and be like, well, we are kind of the same amount of angry, so we might be cool with each other. Right. Yeah. Like, I could be cool with you in every other way. Yeah. Like, those people can marry each other. Yeah, I see, I see your uh, mama mentality for pro-lifeness. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> mama mentality pro-choice. <laughs> Real shit, man. It's like, you know, I, I, that's the way I see it. Like, I, I see it that way. Like, I, I had an example I can't think of, but. Yeah. Well, if we think about racism, right? Like, I don't think we'll get over racism until we can get over like fanism. Like if an Eagles fan can't go to Dallas with his jersey on and not get beat up, we'll never achieve true synchronization as people. You, you know, it's, uh, I agree with you. Well, mm, I don't know. Well, I think what we need to do is realize that we are all on the same team. We don't know that yet. Yeah. And it's like because we're wearing different skin colors, but well, no, no, even so team colors. But here's the thing: we also, when we talk about each other, we don't talk about each other as part of us. So if we're talking about Puerto Ricans, we talking about like we're talking about them, right? Mm-hmm. And what we were doing for a little while on the podcast is instead of saying like black people, we say our black people. What you mean? I don't get it. Like, cause because that's what they are. Like everybody's everybody's people in America. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Everybody is everybody's people. So, like, the white people in America are mm-hmm. my white people. Those are our white people. Yeah, yeah those sure. are our white yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, so, if we're, sure. talking about, we're talking about Puerto Ricans, we're talking right. about our Puerto Ricans. Like, right, right, right. Like, we might be making fun of them, but, like, they, they live in our house. Straight our, that's That's, Straight you know, up. like, in whatever impact that they have on the culture that is in us. So, when people from other countries, like, man, you got, like, some of them crazy Puerto Ricans. Whoa, whoa, those are our Puerto Ricans. Right, yeah. And, yeah, we got that in us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. But I agree. With, I, I I love your I love your answer. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. Uh, well, did you have anything to say about racism, white lady? No, <laughs> no. I do not like it. <laughs> I am your white lady. You forgot. I have a very mama mentality about not racism. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um. All right, that's yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. That's the third eye chakra unlocked. 
for sure. You guys have some deep questions. I'm glad it. I'm glad it went the way it went. I yeah. <laughs> Could have said a lot more shit, but I'm all right. What what's shit? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And this is a good time to remind everybody that we do have. Do you have time to stick around for the Patreon? I didn't even ask you. Yeah, you have a Patreon well, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like 45. It's not. It's not as long as this one. It's a little okay. shorter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, yeah. By the way, that Patreon one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. So join our Patreon where you get not only the counter to this podcast, which we call Two Jack Bros After Dark, where we enlighten our guest's shadow self, but also the counter, no, also Ansley's uh, <laughs> commentary and analysis on Ansley's jujitsu matches and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. Ansley, we got one nice question. Yes. Crown chakra, Justin. All right. This is a two-parter. So what is one thing you can't give up and why, and what would giving it up mean? What's one thing I can't give up and why? Mm-hmm. And what would giving it up mean? Jesus Christ. Um, I can't give up on me. Why, man? <laughs> <laughs> because it would mean other people suffering. And ultimately, that ultimate disappointment and dread coming back to forever haunt me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's not really just based in comedy. It's not just based in being a husband and not just based in being a father. It's like an all around Mamba mentality about my life, if Mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. Like I gotta, you know, it's, it's, I mean, 2020, 2021, even beyond 2022, it's been tough for people. Like a lot of people I know are struggling. Um, friends, family, and strangers, but a lot of people have given up in this time, and uh, that's one thing I feel like I can never do. It's mm. a good answer. It's a good answer. Great answer. Yeah. yeah. And we haven't heard that before either. Yeah. That, so, uh, yeah, everybody just gives up on themselves during the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, a lie? What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know yeah, like, do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, man, so that was it. How do you feel? I feel good, man. Cool. I, I, feel, I feel good. Thank you for yeah. asking those questions. I feel important. Now that we're at the end, still no tingling on that butthole? Are you? Nah, not yet. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the uh, the old Patreon. Yeah, let's see if we can get that butthole tingling on the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So head on over to the Patreon. If you're not already there, one dollar gets you all of our exclusive content. Remember to check out uh, JustinLamar.com. Yes. Justin Lamar on all of the platforms, according, <laughs> including TikTok, <laughs> where he's not dancing. And then uh, J- Just Enjoy Comedy Club. Just Enjoy Comedy Club. Check it out. In Shellingham. Yep. Once a month. That, is there a particular like day on the month? Like, like the last? We usually try to do it the last Saturday every month. Uh, okay. Right now, July 30th is where that sits at. Hell yeah. Last Saturday of every month. Just Enjoy Comedy Club in Shellingham. All right. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We love you, and we are out. See ya. To Jack Rose. To Jack Rose.